Welcome to Live, Love, Discover, where we inspire you to live to the fullest, love unconditionally, and discover the best of your life. We're, We're back. back, guys, and it's been a cool minute. I think the last time we recorded was in April. I don't know. It's It's been like five months, I think, yeah. right? It's been a while, yeah, for sure. We took a season to... Um, a long uh, season, very long. long season. Well, we hit summer break, and we had some um, time with the kids. We went out to California for a couple yeah, weeks. That was and really fun. I think that really threw us off. <laughs> we just came back. We're like, ah, let's have fun mm. and just keep relaxing. Yeah, it was really hard to recover from that trip. Uh, not, not only is it a three-hour difference, but uh, we had really good eating habits that uh, kind of went down the drain once, once we were out oh, there. Yeah, for sure. Came back and... It was bound to happen, though. I mean, come on. We knew it. We knew it before we left. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not only that, you know, we, we decided that, um, we would take some time off, you know, it's all about, it's all about running our, uh, a marathon, not a race. And, um, we plan to go for the long run with this podcast and, and to grow as we're growing, um, and uh, learning, uh, we're sharing with you guys and, and we're all learning together. And so it, it's, it, you know, in just in these last few months, there's been so much that I've been working on in myself. Um, some stuff that I've been like really frustrated about. And I had like, I want to say I had a breakdown, but recently my wife and I had a pretty deep conversation about my state of mind um, where, I, you know, I just haven't been feeling like I've been where I want to be. Yeah, right? I, th- I think we've both been feeling that way. So it's it, that uh, that's honestly one of the uh, the main reasons and one of the other reasons why we haven't done a podcast I think in a while has been because we've just been going through some struggles and sometimes it's like we forget how much of an influence we could still be or how much we can really help out others even going through those seasons when you feel like you have nothing to give and so I I've been in a season where I feel like I I felt like I had nothing to give and I'm just recovering thank the Lord for that because it's been a long journey of feeling that way yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I think it's fitting. And so we're really going to be digging into mental health because I think think we're not the only ones, right? I hope we're not the only ones dealing that. with a lot of issues. You know, there's been there's been some uh, a, a lot of this going around lately in, in you know, in today's generation, yeah. especially with all the all the chaos going around. I feel like it's either we see it like it's either happening more now or it's always happened this much. It just was never talked about. So, I or I think it might fine. be a, I think it might be a combination of both too, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. But now I want to, I want to start this off. I want to kick it off with Philippians 4, 6 through 7. If y'all don't know, that's a book inside the Bible. Uh, the verse is really, really good because it, it, it speaks into anxiety. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this whole idea of prayer and petition is really good. Um, in the secular world, uh, there's a common practice of, of meditation. Uh, we meditate in the Word of God and 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 who God is and His presence and stuff like that, which is really good. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting that it, this meditation thing is becoming really popular. Um, 
when in reality, like this is something that God meditate on him, like yeah. the source of everything, the source of. He created us to meditate, but to meditate on his word. On his word. Yeah. Right. And and so that's, a, I think that's a, a secret, a, a sick, hidden secret that, um, that us believers have, like we have a key to, to over being able to overcome is, yeah. you know, a lot of times I feel like. I don't have really an, an excuse after knowing and understanding a verse like this. I don't really have an excuse to stay in a, in a down place. I don't have an excuse to, to feel sorry for myself because I have the tools. It's like yeah. if I, if there's a nail sticking out uh, on the floor and every day I keep stepping on it. Like I know I have a hammer and I know what to do. I can nail that down. But if I wake up every day and choosing to step on it because I don't want to use my tool, it's really my fault right yeah so we have tools we, we're well equipped um and that gives us a head up in life um and so i kind of don't have any excuses even though there's seasons where i kind of refuse i put up some walls i kind of refuse to absorb or, or just put into practice what i know um at the end of the day the power is in my hands yeah um and so i want to define mental illness real quick by what we found on the internet Mental illness is also called mental disorder. It refers to a wide range of mental health conditions, disorders, uh, uh, disorders that affect your mood, thinking and behavior. Some examples are depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, eating disorder and addictive behavior. And I think I probably touched uh, maybe not schizophrenia, but <laughs> I think I've dealt with a few of these. Um, a lot of anxiety recently. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of anxiety when I drive sometimes, uh, just sometimes I have a hard time being still, uh, mm. and you know, it, it's weird, <laughs> but, um, at the end of the day, I have the power to overcome. And, uh, we, what we did is we found an article that kind of touched uh, a little bit deeper on the practical side of things. And today we're going to give you nine habits that impact mental health, nine habits that impact mental health. And, uh, we will put uh, the link um, of our show notes in uh, the description uh, of the podcast. So you guys can have that if you guys want to look further into it. But we are going to kind of summarize everything. That, and I hope it is enough for you guys to at least take in consideration uh, some of these things. And that, and when you feel like you're maybe going through depression or anxiety, not default to surrender. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it's really hard not to, but um, I think it's just constantly reminding yourself how we have so much more power than we realize we do um, over our actions and behaviors and our thoughts. And um, God has equipped us with what we need to be able to overcome. And so we have to constantly be reminded of that. And whether that be you surround yourself with people or, um, you know, just reminding your, your own self. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, so um, we're going to start off with number one on this list. The number one on this list is uh, physical activity. And honest, honestly, this is one area we keep talking we need to get back on. on. Yeah. Uh, I, I just jumped on um, two weeks ago and started working out twice a week. Um, and one of those days a week, it's by myself. But the other one is really has been because of friends I have that are like we have like a workout group and that's been helping me. So... But yeah, physical activity is so important. How, how, how important do you think is uh, um, or powerful is group accountability for, for that uh, physical activity stuff or physical health? I think if you're 
trying to jump back in or you've never jumped in into being like physically active and working out, definitely I think it helps out when you have like a group group of people that are encouraging you and pushing you further than you possibly would go on your own. Um, and it's kind of like they remind you too, like, what is your goal? You know, um, I feel like it's helped me out a lot, especially in the season right now where I've, I felt, you know, like I slacked off, I kind of fell off the wagon and started feeling kind of like depressed or started feeling some of these, uh, symptoms of like my mood and behaviors and stuff like that. Um, so I really feel like jumping back into my workout group of girls, like my friends and stuff like that really has helped me out so much to be encouraged to now not just work out with them, but at least add one extra day by myself. And I'm trying to get to three right now. It's two days a week. I'm trying to get to three. And then eventually I want to do hopefully Monday through Friday, just working out, you know, cause I know I feel so good when I'm done. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It really does change your mood. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I need to get get with the program right here. <laughs> you need to get you a group of guys that you work out with. Yeah, I know there's a group out here. I think they work out like at 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. Um, yeah, I'm going to consider <laughs> that. Uh, but yeah, uh, researchers at University College London established a link between uh, physical activity and high rates of depression. You can literally cut depression by 20% just by exercising about three times a week. Uh, and even if you're just taking like the stairs or running errands around your neighborhood and stuff like that, as the article states, you can y- implement those kinds of activities yeah. s- just to get your, your body in the right place. Yeah. Uh, the second one that it talks about is, uh, relationships, toxic yeah. relationships. Yeah. That, that makes a huge difference. I think, um, I think, like I said, um, I have like the friends that I've had that kind of have been encouraging me and stuff like that. I know that they're very much like rooting me on, you know, and stuff like that. If you if you're hanging around, hanging around other people constantly that feel the same way you do and never picking you up and you guys are just kind of drowning in your sorrow. How is that going to help you? You know? Yeah. Um, I I think you need people that, you know, are going to be positive or like even not that they got it all together, not that their lives are all put together and they're perfect, but you definitely want people that like you see in them kind of what you would want to see in yourself, like people that push forward, no matter what the obstacles that come their way, they are able to overcome. And because they know that their faith or their trust is in God before it's in themselves and in their abilities. And so I feel like that's really helped me, like the group of friends I have surrounding me. Yeah. So me for, for. I think I'm a little paranoid in this area. Uh, very careful who I let into my life. And that's that could be a good thing. And that's sometimes a bad thing because uh, it, it could backfire. It, yeah, it backfires. You and, could isolate yourself. More. Yeah, yeah. And I've had seasons where I, like, I completely isolate myself. And I do have my buddy Jay Rove uh, out in Cali. And we, we talk on the phone on a regular basis. And we encourage each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and we... Like every either he's he's feeling a certain way and I'm able to uh, uplift him or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and even with that, I have a hard time just being open um, most of the time. Yeah, I think even when you have a group of friends that you can count on, you could tend to isolate isolate yourself. Like that just happened with me, you know, in the season um, that we haven't been recording. Like I just really started isolating myself, even from my friends, even from the group that I'm talking about. And it wasn't until like maybe two, three weeks ago that I like jumped back in and I said, you know what, this is not healthy for me. Like isolating myself, 
like it's not going to help me as much as I feel like I guess part of me felt like I didn't want to be a burden to people. And I think a lot of people deal with this, too. Um, they're scared to reach out because they don't want to feel like a burden to people or feel like a Debbie Downer kind of thing. But I think it's very um, important and healthy to pick at least one friend that you can open up to and just really open up your heart, you know? Yeah. Um, if not a group, if you have a group of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely need to work in, in this area. Uh, I do want to add this. This is pretty interesting. According to the scientists at UCLA School of Medicine, long-term negative social interactions are li linked to inflammation, which can develop into cardiovascular disease, cancer, and even hypertension. That, that was crazy. When, when we read that, I was like, what? That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So if, if there's anyone around me that's going to give me cancer, I, I need to cut them off. Right? <laughs> right. I know it's not worth it's not worth your health. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Now, the next one, this was interesting because I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time sleeping. Uh, I used to. Now I just I hit the sheets and I'm, I'm sore. Oh, I know. And uh, I, but sleep. Yeah. I don't have like a super hard time sleeping, but it takes a while for my brain to shut down. Like I feel like my brain will start thinking like, OK, what I got to do tomorrow. Yeah. But then at the same time, when I talk to other women, I hear they have the same thing going on. They're like, yeah, like men just like. I don't know how you guys just like knock out. Yeah. And also I'm going to add, if you're on your cell phone, tablet, laptop, like uh, an hour before going to sleep, yeah, it does make a difference. It, it does. It, it does affect your sleep. Yeah. It does. You know, and there's also blue light filters you can implement onto your phones. Yeah. Um, cutting off the blue light from your phone also um, will help you prepare the right way to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so little, little things like that. We, I liked one thing I like to do uh, um, often when we go to sleep is I like to put a, a app. It's called abide. It has yeah. a sleep setting. I think we've shared this before, but yeah, it's really, been yeah, good. I highly recommend the abide app. So the abide app, basically you can turn it on and you can set it for like 60 minutes, 120 minutes. And you can, it actually goes through, um, through some stories. It goes through some scripture. It really sets the mood uh, really to, to, to fall asleep yeah. in peace. And I think to just let God be your last thought, you know, Ooh, right before like going, to, yeah. going to bed, it's like, Cause you're kind of surrendering all whatever is not giving you peace and you're surrendering that for peace that only God can give peace that surpasses all understanding. So it's just, it's been, I, I know that when you put it on, I feel like I remember when you first start putting it on, I'll be annoyed because I'll be like, no, like I need it to be quiet. I can't fall asleep like this. But then the more I started listening, I was like, you know what? This is actually really good. Like, because I was able to come into like in unison with what it's speaking and the scripture that it shares and stuff. And then just feeling like it was speaking to me, but then I was able to speak as well. Like those words of just surrendering whatever I'm going through to God and allowing him to give me that peace that I need right before I fall asleep. Yeah. Cause if you're feeling anxiety, fear, stressed out, yeah, it definitely makes it that much harder to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so researchers at Bastard university, uh, they consider uh, sleep the foundation of your well being, and, and everything, particularly considering uh, your sleep, uh, it also it, it basically reboots your whole system, including your organ function, central nervous system, your brain function and digestion. Uh, so that's like every important part of <laughs> that yeah. keeps your body running, functioning. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's a lot of arguments whether you really need eight hours of sleep. Uh, some I, say, I vote yes, please uh, I, give me those eight hours. If I can get them in, why not? <laughs> yeah, I think Daniel's like, no, I want to function on four. <laughs> I absolutely think in my heart that that's not necessary. Uh, despite says the guy that comes home from work and is like knocked out for like three hours straight. 
And he said he's fine with four <laughs> through yes. the night. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> like, if I do get, like, three, four hours of sleep, I desperately need a nap. In the That's not the a nap, though. If you look it up, the definition of a nap is 15 to 30 minutes the most. Yeah. So, that's my goal. Sometimes, so I, sometimes I, I put my, my alarm on for like 15, 20 minutes and I sleep right through it. And then I end up getting upset at my wife because she didn't wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, but sleep, yeah, definitely important. If you're not getting sleep, uh, first of all, if you're having a hard time going to sleep, three hours before you hit the sheet, I know said, I said one hour, three hours. Say go three hours before you hit the sheets get off your phone yeah you know what i think especially if you're not in a routine of sleeping many hours you definitely have to jump back in like or try to jump in aggressively you know like that's it no phone three hours before just even if it takes you three hours to fall asleep like laying there like be patient you know like (laughs) i know it sounds crazy maybe but i feel like if you really want to get those hours of sleep for your health yeah you're gonna do it i mean yeah if you can do a cold turkey sure why not Mm -hmm. but if you have to uh, graduate little by little like maybe start with 30 minutes before you go to sleep and yeah. an hour. I mean, I, whatever I it takes, whatever approach you need to take, yeah, whatever I, I'm it more take. aggressive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I totally understand. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I don't got to mess around with it. But the, the thing is, you know, if you know you're having problems sleeping, try something different. You know, yeah. don't just throw in the towel and say, oh, I have insomnia. I can't sleep. No, you look at your habits, study your habits. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And can you make some changes? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So the fourth on this list, the fourth uh, cause of possible mental illness, mental anxieties, is actually something interesting is uh, taking photos and videos. Yeah, because you're not present. Yeah. So according to this article, uh, it was actually a study by some psychologists at uh, Washington Bastards University. it revealed that more pictures and videos are taken at events and the more difficult it is to actually be, be present and remember those, those events. Yeah. If you're recording. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I hate sometimes I, I think less and less now we're taking yeah. pictures and videos. Yeah. I feel like for a while too, like, um, I would post a lot more on Instagram or social media and stuff, but it's not that we haven't been doing stuff. Like we go out with the kids and do stuff with the kids, but I just, I, I still took pictures, but not as much. And then I stopped trying to sh- like share them so much on social media all the time. Cause I felt like then I'm missing the moments, you know what I mean? With my children. Yeah, and like, and it, I want to get, I love to get lost in the moment with my kids. Like yeah. just be in the moment with them, like face to face, like them see my actual reaction instead of seeing a screen being yeah. recording them, you know, yeah. like, like documenting every moment of their life because then it feels like you know yeah for sure i think that actually we went through like a season where we weren't recording or taking pictures of anything Mm -hmm. yeah i think now more recently we we take some pictures yeah maybe some i've been taking a little bit more now because i'm like wait i I also don't want to yeah yeah. i'm like i definitely don't want to miss like all the memories either yeah you know but like for example well yesterday we went to the gold mining place and it's like daniel's like take pictures and i was like no you take them like i just wanted to be in the moment with the kids but then i was like you know what i i do want to have this as a memory too like with the kids like i can't just completely it's like there has to be a balance that's all yeah. that's what it is it's yeah. just a balance yeah. like it's fine to take pictures and videos but you definitely don't want to record the whole time you're out with your family because then it's like you don't want to be that person that's like Oh my gosh, you know, like I feel like my kids get like that. Like if if I if I were to do that, I know they would get like that. Like oh my gosh, like 
man, like my mom has to record everything. So I don't want to do that. And because of that, I just kind of yeah. take a couple pictures yeah. and then it's kind of like, all right, let's enjoy the rest of the time. Yeah, for sure. Especially with, like you said, um, like this social media, that's actually the fifth habit that impacts mental health. Yeah. Like uh, being on social media. Yeah. And I think we're I all, can see it. We're all definitely guilty of this. Oh, yeah. I think it's easy too to like look at social media and start comparing your lives because, I mean, everybody says that, you know, it's like cliche to say that, but it's it's the truth. It's like it's so true. Like and people want to be like, well, not me. I don't compare myself. I just like to share. But I think subconsciously in every single one of us at some point, there's some there's some part of us that. Um, naturally wants to compare ourselves to others or our lives and what they're doing, what you're doing and like how their whatever, like their life looks like. And it's like, you know, um, it's so true when you hear that people say like social media is just highlight reels. It's so true. Like everyday life. Like if I showed you how many tantrums Nathaniel throws or something, you would see it's not anything what my Instagram page looks like. But at the same time, I'm not going to go ahead and just be posting up like, all his tantrums like nobody wants to be seeing that you know i'll share my special moments but i don't have to share every single part of my life so i think it's just our responsibility as consumers of social media to remember that whatever we see on social media is just the highlights of our lives it's not meant to be something to be comparing ourselves to like compare our lives and be like oh man you know i wish my husband would do that or i wish my kids would behave like that not only that like things like that also, like people will be can post things that cause you stress. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I'm That's always true. posting stuff that probably get people <laughs> stress. You cause me stress. I'm like, oh, skip. Uh, keep scrolling. Don't look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore yeah. that uh, article that he just posted. I'm yeah, like, yeah. and then I'll call him and be like, babe, why? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on, <laughs> on posting on social media. I'm going to post, um, post less <laughs> if but, only you guys could see his face right now he's so funny <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it, it's social media you can see that look at the wrong post and all of a sudden you got uh stress and yeah. psychology today um says that stress increases your cl- uh cortisol levels which is a stress hormone and it also lowers your immunity and bone density and it causes increased blood pressure cholesterol and weight gain that is insane and so could it be that social media is the reason why America is obese? obese? <laughs> you're funny. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and no, you Cheetos. just got to lay, lay off the chips and salsa. <laughs> for sure. All right. I, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely want to have that balance and monitor your social media use. I think there's some uh, apps on, on the phone that can uh, help you with managing how much time you spent on your apps really i didn't know that yeah. what i've done instead has been like if i notice i'm like on being on social media too much i'll be like all right let's do the bible app and fill myself up with some word because there has to be balance to this right now <laughs> you know yeah or like fine i'll go on pinterest but not just to look at stuff but like look at what i can make like if i'm gonna make dinner or something do something productive you know yeah so for that, sure that's been kind of or worship music that's always good uh-huh. you know i feel like if you're you know, um, I just heard a video recently on Inst- uh, actually on Instagram of somebody talking about how like, you know, it's so easy nowadays to be on social media like all the time because any moment you're bored, you pick up your phone, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's it's so true. It's like the go to thing for when you're bored. Yeah. And um, I know I'm guilty of it. It's happened. You know, I'm like sitting in my car waiting for my kids to get out of school and I'll be like, all right, let's go on social media. I'm bored. Yeah. You know, and it's like I've been trying to change that up. So I've been listening to an audiobook now. <laughs> OK, yeah, for sure. Um, really good one, by the way. We'll probably uh, make some podcasts based on that. that yeah, it's a really um, good book. 
Yeah. So the next sensitivity, sensitivity is actually a, a habit that impacts your your mental health. How about that? That's crazy. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. So sensitivity, like, uh, I think you shared an ex- like personal experience with this. What? Like sometimes where sometimes you feel like overly sensitive about certain. I think sometimes even with me. I think it's just if something's triggered, like yeah, subconsciously, like if I went through something when I was younger that scarred me, like all of a sudden, like you, like there'll be a certain topic, and I'll be like, oh snap, I didn't think I was that emotional about that still, you know, or I didn't think I that still got a hold on me, yeah, like you know, I I gotta turn that into God, and it's kind of an eye opener. I think definitely with sensitivity, you gotta keep an eye on it. It's like yeah, you if you feel like certain, yeah, like if you feel like you're being triggered way too easily, like why do I feel this way? Whatever, it's because God is trying to show you an underlying issue that's going on yeah there's something like, something god wants to reveal to you like yeah like if you're easily offended like if you're easily offended okay. then you have to try to trace back and be like all right lord what are you trying to show me like what is causing this what is triggering this you know because there's something underlying in there like yeah it's something something under yeah yeah for sure that's and just the surface that's just the, yeah. the out the like um reaction yeah from what's really inside what's going on inside you so then you gotta come and surrender that you yeah. know what i mean yeah, absolutely that's yeah. hard <laughs> yeah and just it's not being impossible. It's not. And being sensitive and overly offended over things also mm-hmm. causes a lot of stress. Yeah, that's true. You know? And you because you feel like everybody's against you. Yeah. You start feeling like nobody like, you know, what I mean, you feel alone. Yeah, you feel alone. You yeah. feel like everyone's against you. You feel like yeah, I've had those moments. Too. Yeah, I, I think I think when you're definitely going through a low season in life, like it's easy to feel that way because it's like you're already in a weak state of mind. So like sensitivity is at an all-time high yeah and so like anything to trigger you to feel like oh my gosh you know like people don't love me or like these people don't like me or whatever and i know i've been guilty of that as well like i felt like did i do something you know i'll start kind of analyzing and start feeling like oh my gosh maybe i did something you know and then i gotta be like you know what if i did god forgive me but if not just let me not worry about it you know i don't want it to like mess with my soul like that yeah yeah absolutely all right. So the next one on the list is that uh, the next habit that impacts mental, mental health is actually your physiology. That it, one it, shocked me. Yeah. Like if you're slouching, like monitor your, your posture. If you are like tend to slouch naturally, that actually causes you. Uh, it, 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 it It's part of, of one of the reasons that you can be dealing with mental health. Uh, and you just just take a look at the difference. Like. If you're slouching uh, versus you're standing up straight, you're walking postured, that brings a confidence. sense of confidence. <laughs> yeah. But if you're walking around slumped all day, that kind of decreases your energy also. And yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, then you see. Yeah. I feel like Dana would always get on, on me like about that because. Yeah. Like I don't. I, still, I don't like to like put my shoulders back or whatever. And Dana would be like, why are you walking? I'd be like, I guess I didn't realize I wasn't walking like my shoulders out like i need to work on my posture and so when i read this i was like ah oh, great daniel's gonna feel like he's totally right right now <laughs> yeah it's actually uh, a research published in the journal behavioral therapy and experimental uh, psychiatry it monitored the, mood, the moods of groups of uh, slouchers and non-slouchers and they find it, it included uh, it, it concluded that hunching had a negative impact on mood and walking with the straight back chin up and shoulders back put liveliness and the step uh liveliness in steps and overall yeah uh, mood i've definitely uh, gotten better at my posture i will say that i could feel it too like i just daniel yeah. will be like 
look at me and I'm like, yes, I'm walking up straight. That's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Posture like, right na- today. Naturally, I do. <laughs> I do uh, slouch. I think everybody naturally does that, like without. Yeah, but I always have. You know? Yeah, and I'm always like kind of catching myself. I have to catch yeah. myself. I say, all right, dude, like you gotta stretch. You gotta do what you gotta do, but get get your posture right. You know. Yeah. Because yeah, I do, and I do naturally start slouching. I used to make fun of him because he used to do some funny stretches to like, like straighten out his back and stuff. And now I find myself doing them even when I work out. I'm like, oh gotta stretch them out <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah so now now you gotta get like me <laughs> so uh another one lack of me time number eight lack of me time if you're not spending time with yourself um that could be actually something that causes uh can impact your mental health yeah and it could go the other way too though if you have too much me time and not enough time in socializing with others like we yeah. talked about having those group of friends whatever and Cause I know I had too much me time and I was isolating myself and then that actually backfired on me, you know? Um, but definitely be intentional. Like, yeah, I think for us girls, just like, you know, like yeah. doing your makeup, doing your hair, yeah, the important like thing is doing, doing your nails you or like yeah. go do, I don't know, arts and crafts. If you like that, you know, go paint, go do something that you enjoy, you know, yeah. sing, I don't know, like, you know, yeah, and doing anything. something you enjoy. Absolutely. Um, or also you can try reading if he's reading, reading yeah. something you don't there you do go. That, that, that definitely helps you out yeah that's me time too time. that's yeah. right absolutely i like to write sometimes yeah um, i like to write too yeah so find something you enjoy and spend time with yourself um you can prayer is also a big one mm-hmm. you know you can spend time with devotionals you and, and, yeah. that's that's my jam right there yeah absolutely <laughs> sometimes i'll write i'll be my prayer will be in in writing and so as i'm writing um communicating god that to god with that way yeah just just write pray that's what i do. I write down my prayers i have a journal of just my prayers and i have a journal for just devotionals i advise you if like you feel like devotionals are too short and you want to get deeper but you want to remember what you prayed about and look back at what god has done in your life definitely write down your prayers like i've looked back at some of my journals and been like wow i never thought i prayed about that you know i didn't know i could pray like that <laughs> like you know it's holy spirit led yeah. which is pretty cool when you look back or seeing God answer some of those prayers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that we've gone through a couple of things we've written down in the past and, and realized, oh, man, like we've either we've come a long way or, man, oh, God's yeah. answered these prayers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is a good feeling. Absolutely. All right. So the number nine, number nine habit that impacts your mental health is procrastination. Yes, guilty. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, so same here. Yes. That, um, that can, I'm totally a procrastinator sometimes. Not all the time. I feel like when I set my mind to something, I, I'll get to it and I'm doing more than even what I thought I would do, you know, but I definitely f- fall short many times too and procrastinate and like, even just with working out, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to work out at eight o'clock. No, I'll work, I'll work out at seven. Then seven rolls around. It's like, all right, I'll do it at eight. All right, I'll do it at... 10 and then i'll be working out till like 11 or something so it says i won't even get it done on that day and i'm like all right i guess i'll do it tomorrow i gotta get those two days in you know yeah yeah and sometimes we avoid certain things because certain fears you know the way we it might make us feel yeah and and really to get rid of that is just to do it yeah you know once you start doing just it, jump in yeah. just like that's what i do when i feel like i i can when i wise enough to step back and be like hey i'm procrastinating right now i just need to get it done you know i'll just throw on my shoes throw on my leggings that's it i'm going you know and i just leave even if i don't feel like it and i don't even know what what my plan is once i get there to go work out at the gym whatever it's like yeah just the first thing don't even think about what you're gonna do when you work out you just get there tie your shoes get 
there and then yeah. from there yeah for sure i, I know i experienced the same thing i have no plan to run i'll get yeah. on the treadmill and just start walking once i start getting momentum i'm like all right cool time to run mm -hmm. like I, you just your body's just like I demanding think, yeah it at that for point. sure mm -hmm. yeah just get out and do it all right so we wanted to give you these nine habits to impact mental health we didn't go too much in depth but enough to take some of this and and hopefully start implementing it in your life yeah uh, we will add the, the link in the description so you can um have access to that if you'd like but uh i wanted to take apart the word disorder you know, usually when I look up words, I like to like look at the etymology of the words, kind of some a lot of words that we, we don't really know or understand um, are actually two words in one. Mm -hmm. So this word disorder is one of those words. Um, so the word dis in disorder actually means apart or away in order in disorder means a position. So if you're out of order, you're out of position. So we're going to go with oh, with the dis is away and the order is position. So if you're away from your position, that's you're in disorder, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I quickly like made the connection of how the how God has established an order. Yeah. In the Bible, in the scripture, He's established an order of how things are to operate. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a beautiful gift that he gave us, you know, you know, that allows us to reference. So, for instance, this verse that I read in the beginning is a powerful tool to get your mind back in order. So if you, whatever it is that you're going through, it establishes it, it gets you back into the right position. Mm hmm. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we've made as a culture is to take to have this understanding of what the Bible is and understand it as a religion rather than understanding as a book of order. Yeah. You know, to keep us in order. Um, I think we have a very adolescent under understanding, you know, when we come to if we come to the idea of like, I don't need any anyone telling me what to do i don't need god telling me what to do and that's not it at all yeah that's not it at all i think what he uh, what i know is that he's really trying to lead us in the right direction where we're not experiencing some of the things in our life that we do to ourselves yeah right it's like some of the things that we are doing that we're operating out of order not eating healthy yeah not going to sleep and getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. not not meditating on the word yeah you know not building relationships that are going to build us you know yeah. allowing toxic people into our lives yeah all that is being in a place at, of disorder yeah and so if everything around you is chaos everything around you is disorder you're creating a recipe for you to have mental disorder yeah it's hard to function yeah and i say these things out of a place that I deal with this constantly. Um, I don't know. Like, I know there's so many things wrong with my mind. And I don't know how I'm able to function sometimes. I'm like, it is only by the grace of God. And it is only by his wisdom. 
and the, the, the wisdom that I've acquired through scripture that I'm able to keep a sane mind. Because like, sometimes, like, I'll be having arguments with myself, you know? <laughs> like, just these things that come to my mind, I, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's just so difficult to shut my brain down. It's so hard to be present sometimes. And if it, also for you, if it wasn't for you, me just sharing with you and you expressing to me your perspective on certain things brings me to a, a place where I, I'm leveled out, you know, and I can see things the way they need to be seen. God is good. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, I think you're really great at being present. I don't know if it's because I, I don't know if that's a perk of being a woman or like like that instinct instinctive uh, thing you have as a woman to like i think i think yeah i, mean, I think maybe it has to do with the fact that i am a woman I or think maybe it's just that you're more grateful than me you're i don't know i don't know because i feel like i you know when i think about like my friends that are women like they they seem to be good at being present as well i think it might just be because we're more sensitive to like oh. moments i don't know i don't know Oh. but like we said oh. sensitivity can also be backfire but i think when we have overly like we're overly sensitive too it's um basically we're allowing ourselves to be led by emotions yeah but you know what you touched on something really good because i remember having this conversation with you that there's a lot of blanks in my memories from my past yeah and memories are built when you you know like either with trauma or like you're really experiencing that moment with different parts of your senses mm -hmm. when you're in tune with that like you said being sensitive in in that space yeah you know when your emotions are involved those those memories are more engraved in in yeah. your mind yeah but when you're out of tune when yeah. you're not there when you're when in you're, disorder <laughs> yeah when you're not present like those memories don't stick they don't stick yeah there's like you know, there's there's nothing really connecting to those. Yeah, to those like events. I feel like my memory is not that good after having kids, but I feel like I could totally remember things where I was like my emotions were involved, like anything that my emotions were involved in, like I could remember. Yeah, like the back like of my things head that made you like, like extremely joyful, you know. Or that. Yeah, or things that caused me lots of pain. Yeah, like, you know. Like, yeah. I feel like I remember that so easily, like with detail and everything, you know, yeah. but for some reason you tell me, you asked me what I did yesterday. I'd be like, oh, wait, let me think real hard on that. Like, except for <laughs> I mentioned uh, going to the gold mine. So I, I I guess in a way I remember yesterday, but ask me about three days ago and I'll have to really think about it. Like, oh, wait, what did I do yeah, three so days ago? You know? Yeah. The real more, the more memorable times in our lives are, are times that triggered certain emotions. Yeah. And because I have, you know, a lot of times in my life, I've been out of tune with my emotions. It's just like a lot of stuff I can't remember. And it's affected my memory, uh, which I'm working on reversing because there's so many good things, so many good times in my life that like. Yeah, I you got to dig. Yeah, you got to dig. You got to dig deep and find that, you know, those moments in your life where you're, I don't know, things that that were worth remembering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, sometimes I, I like I. I if it wasn't for what I know and, and and for the wisdom and God's left and his Holy Spirit, I would definitely probably not be sane right now. I'd, I'd be out of it, you know. And that's why probably I had a season in my life where I turned to drugs. Because like it's the only time I felt a sense of calmness, a sense of like being 
president, you know? And so until I realized that it was actually a false sense of, of, uh, of peace and, and presence and it really destroyed my life, but for, for a cool minute, but yeah, it's just a matter of like learning to do it, you yeah. know, like practice it, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, yeah, I have a long way to go in that, in that area. I think we both do. I mean, I think everybody does, to be honest with you. I mean, if not, you wouldn't hear so much about men- mental illness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially nowadays, like we said, you hear a lot more about it now. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now all this disorder that we create in our lives, um, the good news is that we have the ability and the opportunity to bring it back into order. Yeah. The Bible calls this repentance. Now, repentance is when you get in right standing. You get right in order with God. And because we're both spiritual and physical beings, in the spiritual being aligned with God, there's a direct manifestation and correlation uh, with your mind, your soul being aligned. And by the simple act of looking at what's going on, the areas that you realize that you're out of order, bringing into repentance, that act itself gets your mind right. At least begins the process of getting your mind right. Every day we have the opportunity to use this tool. Every single day, we're probably going to do or say something that puts us in a state of disorder. And God, in his infinite wisdom, has left us with that tool of repentance to be able to say, okay, God, this area of my life, I've just been screwing up. I've been messing this up, and I just created this chaos, this disorder, and I surrender that. I submit that to you. Please forgive me, Lord. And we don't have to wake up the next day feeling carrying that, you know? Yeah. A lot of us, we love the end, you know, when the year is ending and we get a new year of opportunities. We've talked about this before because we it's like getting a new start. It's like hitting the reset button. Yeah. We make all these New Year's resolutions. But what if you can do that every night? But we right? can do that every single day. Like say, okay, I repent. I repent of all this. Like, like literally just saying it. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I don't have or to. Even throughout the day, yeah, you can just hit the reset button. We've yeah. talked about that too. Like, just, yeah, like I, I have, I don't have to live like this. I, don't, I mean, I've been screwing these things up. I don't have to continue to live in this pattern. I can reset right now, repent, the next day start over. And that's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. That's a beautiful feeling that, you know, I got to give props for this this uh, system that he's created because it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it allows me to have that grace um, on myself first, because God gave us that grace and we can start fresh, you know, and just have new opportunities as if, you know, as if we've never screwed this up before. Yeah. I think with that being said, we have to be very careful too, though, of not taking advantage of God's system Absolutely. and remembering that even though grace is freely given and so is mercy, um, that we always strive to be the best we can be because it's like, yeah. you don't want to walk around life, like just hitting the reset button a bunch of times and like getting stuck in this cycle of just yeah, reading the reset yeah, button exactly. constantly, like every second, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. At like, the end of the day, we're like the ones that end up suffering. Yeah. Because, because we're it. depriving ourselves of 
the greatest things that God has in store for us. Yeah. Because God wants to take us to the next level and grow us in so many areas. But yeah. if we just constantly keep getting stuck in the same area, hitting, hitting the reset button, it's like we're not ever getting any further. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still stuck in the same place like yeah we're forgiven yeah grace was given and yes mercy was given too but like we're still stuck in the same place yep you know yep never yep. overcome yeah absolutely we're called to be victorious and we want to live victorious lives yes so uh, i'm gonna leave you with philippians 4 6 through 7 do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your heart your mind in Christ Jesus.